Hey guys, this is Karen. I want to welcome you to Sister Sharpen Sister. We are three sisters who get together every week and talk about first one thing and then another. We like to hold each other accountable to our health and fitness goals, but you never know where these conversations may go. Welcome to Sister Sharpen Sister. My name is Delina and I am joined by my sisters, Karen and Shalon. And on this episode, we are discussing vacations and vacation spots within the states where each one of us lives. So that's what we're talking about today. Okay, now, who goes uh, first? Rock, paper, scissors? Oh, I don't know if it works with three people or not, but we can try I, it. I, I can't bend my fingers. My good? fingers stuck. I'm having problems. Technical issues. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Get out of my head. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three, go. <laughs> Dee Dee goes first. You can tell what it is, right? Paper. <laughs> so Dee Dee's going first, and um, I'm in Tennessee. And we said that we were going to pick three vacation destinations within our state. Now, I, I was a bit juggling on my first two. I had several, but my first two, I was like, which one? Should I do this one? Maybe I shouldn't do this one because technically it is in Tennessee, but most of it is not in Tennessee. How, what do I do with it? And I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I do this one, it can take me to my to, my, to this other one that I think people should, should go see. Do them, do them all. So, I mean, not like well, all so the, the spots in Tennessee, but. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so I'm starting with Blue Ridge Parkway. Yeah. Blue Ridge Parkway. It starts, uh, what it does is the Shenandoah National Park near, near Waynesboro, Virginia is milepost zero. And it connects the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, which ends near Cherokee, North Carolina, which is milepost 469. And all along the Blue Ridge Parkway from beginning to end, the largest cities you're going to come across will be Asheville and Boone, North Carolina, both very lovely cities. I've seen them both. And Roanoke, Virginia. And Roanoke, Virginia is not a bad little city either. And if you've never heard of those cities, that lets you know that there's not really any huge cities along the Blue Ridge Parkway. Now, the part of the Blue Ridge Parkway that is in Tennessee is U.S. Highway 441. And what it does is it divides the Great Smoky Mountain National Park between Tennessee and North Carolina. Because that national park is divided between two different states. So it's like right on the border. What I'm I've saying never been there. The Blue Ridge Parkway or the National Park? Either one. I've never been to the Smoky Mountains. I live in Tennessee and I've never been there. But I've yep. been on the Blue Ridge Parkway. No, no, I've not been to the Smoky Mountains either. I have been to Roanoke, but not the other right, okay. cities that you mentioned. I've been on the Parkway in North Carolina. Okay, so Shalon's been on it. It's oh, how can I put It's mesmerizing. It's yes. devastatingly beautiful. Yes. It will. It will. It will floor you. The beauty that's that's on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Yeah. I mean, as far as road trips go, you have to do it. It's like people say you have to do. What's the road in California that goes up the coast, right on, right on the coast? Highway 1. Uh, well, I don't know. It's It's got a name for it, like the, the coastal highway or something. People say you have to do that one. I wouldn't mind doing it, but I don't live that close to it. But the Blue Ridge Parkway, you have to do it. You have to do a road trip of it. It's a 469-mile drive. You've got all kinds of places you can stop along the way. Driving on the parkway is free, and there's lots of things. You can stop and sightsee and hike and do all kinds of other things that you can do for free. The most you might have to do is pay for parking. You could do that trip and not pay for anything but food, fuel, and a place to stay. That's pretty okay. cheap, comparatively. Yes. Right, yes. 
And it is, I'm telling you people, if if you get a chance to go drive on it, and when I say go drive on it, I don't mean for five or 10 miles. You need to drive at least a hundred miles of it. If you have a motorcycle, yes. do yes. it. Yes, I've done the Blue Ridge Parkway in a vehicle and on a motorcycle. I would recommend doing it on the motorcycle. If you can't, but you can get a convertible, that would be my second choice. If you can't do either one of those, at least roll your windows down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, it's, it's, yeah. Didi's right. It is absolutely stunning. And you do want your windows down. Unfortunately, I don't have a motorcycle or a convertible, but we had the window down and the moonroof open. So, yeah. Well, I've done it, you know, I've done it on a motorcycle. Me and I have a motorcycle. And it's worth going even just, even in just a vehicle, but roll your windows down if you're going to do that. So that's the Blue Ridge Parkway. That's my number one recommendation. It does go into other states. And if you have the opportunity, the time, and the means to start at Mile Marker Zero in Virginia and go all the way through to uh, Cherokee, North Carolina, I would recommend doing all of it. However, when you're in the Tennessee part of it, you have to stop at the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. My number two. Now, let me find it back here. I got all kinds of stuff on my, on my research here. And a little bit of information on uh, the, the Smoky Mountains is uh, the Shikanahay, as the Cherokee people call it, or place of blue smoke, is caused by moisture and organic compounds emitted by the dense vegetation, uh, especially on still summer days. So that's how it gets the, the smoky look to it. And there's a place called Ware's Valley just outside of the, on the Tennessee side of the park that has pastoral views that are, hold on, let me find, I lost my place, start over, has pastoral views and its own lesser known park entrance. The other Tennessee park gates, especially on in the Gatlinburg, get congested at peak time of the year. So if you're gonna visit it, you're gonna be in Tennessee, find Ware's Valley and it is just south of Townsend. And that's where all of the locals go into the park because there's not as many people traveling in there. So are you saying where as in who, what, when, and where? W-H-E-R-E? No, W-E-A-R-S, Where's Valley, and it's okay. just south of a place called Townsend. Okay. And that's where the locals enter it because there's nowhere near the traffic congestion. And it is the most visited national park in the United States. Really? According to what I read, I found that on several websites. So I didn't list a website with that little bit of information because it was on several of them. That's cool. That is cool. And it's right in my backyard. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Me too. I need to go. I need yeah, to go too. visit DD. We can go there and visit that together. Okay. See all kinds of stuff. According to Cabins USA, which is a site where you can rent cabins and stuff, but they say the best times to visit, which is also the times that most people visit, will be in June, July, and October. June, July, and October? Because it leaves. Yes. Oh, it yeah. Leaves. Okay. And I've read on other websites that October is busier than June and July. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, you got a lot of people that travel just to look at the leaves. Yes. Now, it is one of the few free national parks left in America. Mm. You, don't have, you do not have to pay to enter the park, but you will probably have to pay for parking. So I've got websites I will share with Karen so she can put them in the show notes so people can look into what they would have to do, where they want to go and stuff like that. There's all kinds of stuff to see in the park. It's not just one thing. Now, sometimes some of the roads or trails in the park will be closed for various reasons. Like if you want to go in the wintertime, some roads are going to be closed because of the weather. There may be things going on, like some event happening to where some roads may be closed to, to traffic, motor vehicles, but you can travel there on foot or on bicycles. So you always want to be sure that um, where you're wanting to visit is actually going to be open. Mm, yeah. Okay. 
and a little bit of information about the Great Smoky Mountains National Park encompasses some of the oldest mountains on the planet. It's located in the Appalachian Mountains of North Carolina and Tennessee. The state boundary line bisects the park, which is one of the largest in the eastern United States. Can't you get from the National Forestry Service, I think, you can get a pass. You can purchase a pass to get into the state parks. Is that right? Or the national parks? Um, I believe you can, but this particular park, you don't even need that to get in. However, people would have to go online and research to find out because I'm not sure. But if you get that, you may not have to pay for parking. If you're going to visit other national parks, maybe go ahead and do that. And then if you've got that, you may not have to pay for the parking. Yeah, okay. If I found it, it is usparkpass.com and the pass is $80. There are other passes for seniors, military, and those with permanent disabilities. If you're a senior, let them know you're a senior. If you have disabilities, let them know you have disabilities, you know, if, if you're deaf or something like that. Uh, if you're a veteran or an active military member, let them know that because they may give you discounts. The only reason I knew about that pass is that we've got some friends that we go to church with, and they buy that pass every year. And that's what they do for vacation is that they'll go, they pick a state, and they go visit national parks in that state you're wanting to do national parks especially if you've got like a month of vacation you're going to take go ahead and get it i mean because you can go more than just the one uh, the great smoky mountain national park you go to more than just that one yeah oh yeah yeah it's good for a year and it looks like it expires yeah. every june okay so probably june to june then that's what it looked like i mean i just glanced okay. at it on my phone so okay yeah that's good information i didn't write that down because you don't have to pay to get into this park so i didn't look into that but that's that's good to know if people are interested in going to national parks. Mm-hmm. Now, and I got to tell you, you know, I grew up in the Appalachian Mountains, so I know what they look like. But what you're going to see on the Blue Ridge Parkway that can lead you into the Smoky Mountains National Park is more mesmerizing than anything I ever saw when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. She's I've got Swan's got her hand up, and she, she's agreeing with me. Yeah, I see yeah. the parkway. So it's gorgeous. Yeah, and you can get to my number two on this from there so two for one uh and just so people know this is just a little bit tablet of information the official appalachian trail the people wanting to hike the appalachian trail although the smoky mountains are in the appalachian mountains the appalachian trail does not necessarily travel through every part of the appalachian mountain now the official appalachian uh trail starting point is springer mountain georgia and the appalachian trail travels 72 miles through it goes through the great smoky mountains national park following the Tennessee-North Carolina border, bisecting the park. So although you will be more or less kind of like you're on the Blue Ridge Parkway when you're doing it, you're not necessarily going to be right in the park. If you're going to do the trail, you're going to do the trail, or you're going to get off and do the park. If anybody's wanting to do that hike, that's just to let them know. Uh, There's all kinds of stuff to do in in the park. I mean, a lot of it's free hiking, um, you know, just sightseeing. Uh, You can, if you like to fish, you can fish in the park year-round. And you can fish uh, from 30 minutes before official sunrise to 30 minutes after official sunset. Um, And the park allows fishing in all the streams. You do have to get a fishing license. You can either get your fishing license in the state of Tennessee or the state of North Carolina. If you have a fishing license in the state of Tennessee and you cross across into North Carolina while you're in the park, your fishing license in Tennessee will still allow you to fish inside the park in North Carolina and vice versa. But if you're fishing, you need to make sure you stay inside the park. Otherwise, your state fishing license will not help you in the other state unless you're absolutely inside the park. That's good to know. Yeah. 
And uh, Tennessee um, offers, if you're a Tennessee resident, Tennessee offers a lifetime hunting and fishing license for disabled veterans for a one-time fee of $10. I got this from uh, myarmybenefits.us.army, but I don't know, and I will share that. Okay. My advice for you is don't use that as your go-to to find out what the state of Tennessee allows for disabled veterans. Go to the TWA, TWRA website, which I will share that with Karen to share in the show notes. Go there to find out what your actual discounts would be. And they say, um, who is eligible for the Tennessee Lifetime Hunting and Fishing License for Disabled Veterans? Resident veterans. So if you don't live in Tennessee, apparently you can't do it. You have to live in Tennessee. Who has received 100% permanent and total service-connected disability rating? Or who has 30% or more disability rating from the VA from wartime service? That's good info. I didn't even think to look up hunting and fishing licensure. I didn't either. Well, I mean, they all fishing. I didn't look at the hunting because, you know, most people, when they go with their families, they're probably not going to do hunting. Fishing, maybe, but hunting, I think most people are probably not going to do that. Depends on the family. <laughs> well, it does. I mean, I'm thinking of my husband, but I do know my husband has never taken his children hunting, but he has taken them fishing. And when me and Karen were growing up, our family went fishing, but we never went hunting. Right. Not as a family. Not the girls in any way. Not us girls. Right. I mean, I went hunting with dad, but not as a family unit. I just went with him. If you want to hunt in the national park, I don't even know if it's allowed, to be honest with you. But I know fishing is because I looked it up. <laughs> and yeah. anything that I saw didn't say anything about hunting. It only talked about fishing. If you're an avid hunter, you're probably going to know if you can hunt in the national parks or not. You're going to know that. I don't yeah. think you can. I don't have a clue. I don't think you can either. In the national park, do you know, do they allow things like... Uh four-wheeling or kayaking? I didn't, well, kayaking probably based on if there are any types of waterways that can allow such boating, I would say they probably do. Um, I did not see anything that uh, talked about ATVs and riding ATVs. That is a possibility. If you're interested in that, you can go to the websites that I'm going to share with Karen because it will have all that information on it. Great Smoky Mountains National Park spans both Tennessee and North Carolina with the border running through the center of the 522,427 acre tract. That's huge. It is huge. The mountains have a long history of human settlers from the prehistoric Paleo-Indians to the 19th century European settlers. Today, more than 10 million people visit the park each year. It's one of the few free national parks left in America uh, to enjoy scenic drive to Case Cove or along the Roaring Fork Motor Nature Trail and outdoor activities like hiking, biking, and fishing. Uh, you can pack a picnic for stunning hikes to Abrams or Ra Rainbow Falls or bike to Cage Cove Loop on Wednesdays between May and September when the road is closed to traffic. Um, they've got an historic grist mill and cable mill um, at the Cage Cove Visitor Center or a stop by the Sugarlands Visitor Center to see wildlife exhibits and view from about the park and pick up unique souvenirs. Now, I've mentioned... Some things that when I looked up that I would probably want to do if I went there uh, was uh, Newtown Gap. It's on US Route 441, uh, sightseeing, and it's free. And they recommend half a day to a full day to spend there. Uh, Cage Cove, Cage, C-A-D-E-S Cove. Um, it is also free, and uh, it's hiking and recreation, and they recommend half a day to a full day. Abrams Falls Trail, it is also free. And it's hiking and recreation, and they also recommend um, half a day to a full day as far as the amount of time to spend there. 
that does it for my second one. Okay, my third one, I was torn. Nashville or Memphis? Okay. <laughs> Nashville's pretty close to me. I could drive to Nashville in an hour, hour and a half. Memphis a little further away. And, you know, I looked up information on them. And one of the, I think one of the reasons why I didn't pick Nashville because it's so close to me. You know, to me, that's not a vacation because it's right here. Both are famous uh, for musical influences. Nashville for the country music scene and Memphis for blues, soul, and rock and roll influences. Johnny Cash, who is well-known in, in, in the Nashville area, he has roads named after him and even a museum recorded at the Legendary Sun Studio in Memphis. Not forget Graceland, the Graceland Mansion, which is there, and that's a, it's a huge tourist attraction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, So I decided on Memphis as the third one for me for a couple of reasons. Elvis, Elvis Presley, right? Because yeah. I yep. like Elvis. And the second reason was the Mississippi River. Memphis is on the Mississippi River and has a great amount of history associated with the Mississippi River and the United States. And yeah. I love history. So I picked that one. Uh, the Mississippi River is broad and far-reaching in its importance to the development of America. Some happenings are not so glorious, but the role it had in the overall development of our, of our nation is essential. It provides drinking water for millions and supports billions of dollars in shipping industry. Uh, the Mississippi River Basin produces 92% of the nation's agricultural exports, 78% of the world's exports on foods, grains, and soybeans, and most of the livestock produced nationally are from the Mississippi River. Wow. The Mississippi is huge. It starts way up like in Missouri, I think, and goes all the way down to, to Louisiana. So it's, it's an export. It provides necessary resources to the United States and the world and has helped to shape American history and commerce uh, including tourism and the fishing industry. It supports economic development across the nation through the export of water for such things as crops, meat, textile, bottled water, and beverages. Now, I have watched reels of foreign people in foreign countries cooking. And you know, when they cook, they say, oh, you add this, you add this, and it shows them adding the stuff. And they'll say, they add this, 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 and they'll say, and water from the Mississippi River. Yeah. And water from the Mississippi River. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> when I first heard that, I'm like, huh? Because apparently it's a big thing. The, the, the way they say it, their voice inflection of it, it's a really big deal to them. I have water from the Mississippi River. Wow. What country is this yes. in? The first one I ever saw was, was from China. But there were others that I've seen that they talk about having water imported from the Mississippi River. Interesting. That's crazy to me. Right, I know. Minnesota, not what? Missouri. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I was too when I first. I was because I was watching that, and and they were the person was doing this, 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 adding this. I'm like, well, that's really good. That's really good. And water from the Mississippi River, and I'm like, huh? So I was shocked, but yeah, it, it does. I, I think I said Missouri, but it's actually Minnesota. I'll get my end states mixed up. The Mississippi River starts in Minnesota and goes to New Orleans. So Memphis was my third choice. Mississippi River, a big part of it. Now, the city was founded less than five months after the U.S. takeover of that territory on May 22nd, 1819. It incorporated December 19, 1826. Uh, the city was an integral part of the U.S. during uh, that period, and its location on the Mississippi River and its production of the cotton crop also gives uh, Memphis a tainted past in American history due to slavery and cotton plantations. However, Memphis would eventually become, as the, well, I call it, the quiet, quote-unquote quiet, beginning to the American Civil Rights Movement. In 1954, the national NAACP won the hard-fought court battle between uh, Brown v. Board of Education, which yep. ruled 
that applying the concept of quote unquote separate but equal to public schools was not constitutional. That was in 1954. So it has a huge impact on the start, the quiet start to the American uh, uh, civil rights movement. And of course, a lot of the southern cities and states kind of found ways around that and did this, that, and the other, and all kinds of awful stuff happened. But it eventually led to Rosa Parks standing up by sitting down in 1955 in Montgomery, Alabama. Wow. Now, Memphis is known worldwide as the home of the blues and the birthplace of rock and roll, not to mention gospel, jazz, R&B, rap, and soul. So if you like music, that's a place to go. I would not have thought rap from Memphis. I wouldn't have either, really. But it's what it what it said. Now that is fantastic. All the uh, other ones I can see, but rap I think more like Detroit or Chicago. Well, if you think about it, rap music is probably an offshoot of R and B and soul music. R and B and soul, yeah. 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 That's cool. All kinds of attractions in Memphis. Elvis Presley's Graceland is just one of them. National Civil Rights Museum, uh, the Mississippi Riverfront, Beale Street. It's an historic part of Memphis. You can get live music there. Memphis Rock and Soul Museum, Memphis Music Hall of Fame, the Blues Foundation, Blues Hall of Fame, Sun, the Sun Studio, which is the birthplace of rock and roll and the site where Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, and Jerry Lee Lewis got their starts. And if you like zoos, there's a Memphis Zoo. I'm not a big fan of zoos, but if somebody likes a zoo, they do have a zoo. There are free things to do in Memphis, and I have a website to share what those are. Um, free days at museums and attractions, uh, free things with kids, free live music and entertainment free parks and recreation. Some of these are only free on certain days. So if you're interested in doing the free things, be sure to check with the website that I'm going to share with Karen to go to whatever places it is that has these to make sure you're going to get there on the correct day. And that's it. I mean, there's a few other vacation areas that you might like to visit, like uh, Dollywood and Gatlinburg and places like that. So, Yeah. Do you have any honorable mentions other than Dollywood and Gatlinburg? Yeah, Pigeon Forge, Dollywood, uh, Nashville is not a bad place to visit if you're if you're really into the country music scene. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff there for the country music. The Titan Stadium is Stadium is there if you're into sports. Vanderbilt University is in Nashville. There's what is the name of that place? I actually went to it. I don't remember the name of it, but I went and saw like Sticks and REO Speedwagon and uh, was it Don Felder? Oh wow more that that I saw in in concert there and it was a very small music venue so it wasn't like being in a great big auditorium it was it was an outside seating all outside and it was very yeah. nice and I really enjoyed it so there's all kinds of things you can do mm-hmm. and Nashville is a large metropolis there's all kinds of things to see um well I mean that's about it I mean honorable, honorable mentions um you know I would say definitely Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, Dollywood, uh, Nashville those are all honorable mentions that I would be interested in. I've been to Nashville many times. Most of the time, it's just go to the Veterans Hospital there. But I have been to Nashville, been to some concerts there. So I would recommend Nashville if you're interested in a metropolis. Now, is Mammoth Cave in Tennessee or is that in Kentucky? Not sure. I want to say Kentucky, but I may be wrong. Let me look it up. You know which one I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah. Is it called that because they found a mammoth in it or because it's huge? Because it's huge. Okay. <laughs> Uh, National Park Service. It's on National Park, um, Kentucky. Okay. I was just curious. But I'm actually not that far from Kentucky. So. No, you're not. Well, I'm sad we lost Dee. I am too. She Her internet connection went out. She had a storm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like 
something that she could have prevented, but it's that storm is probably headed this way because it's supposed to be raining here in a little bit. Okay. Do we want to list out Tennessee's since Didi's not here? Yeah, let's look at Tennessee. My homeland, Tennessee. That's the state song. Tennessee state song. Interesting. Hang on. Tennessee now has a new official state song in February 18th of 2022. <laughs> I'll leave my heart in Tennessee. It's the 11th official state song. I thought West Virginia had a lot with four, but 11? Holy cow. <laughs> Their state amphibian is the Tennessee Cave Salamander. Beverage. <laughs> Milk. Bird is the Mockingbird. Is that what Florida's was? It was. And, and they also, also have a Bob White Quail. The butterfly is a zebra swallowtail, designated as Tennessee's official butterfly in 1995. Hmm. The fish is a smallmouth bass. I'm sorry. The official sport fish is a smallmouth bass. Hmm. The state commercial fish is channel catfish. State flowers include uh, an iris, a passion flower, and the Tennessee cone flower. Oh, now, of course, my turn would come and it would be a word that I can't pronounce. The Tennessee fossil is the pterotrigonia. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> sure. Designated in 1988. It is a Cretaceous bivalve fossil found in the Coon Creek Formation of West Tennessee. Interesting. The state fruit is a tomato. The gem is the Tennessee River Pearl. They come in all colors and they are natural. Oh, Tennessee has a horse, state horse, which is a Tennessee walking horse. They have a couple of insects that are representative of their state. They have the firefly or the lightning bug beetle and the lady beetle or the ladybug. They also have a honeybee as the official state agricultural insect. State mineral? How do you, agate? Agate. Agate? Mm-hmm. The reptile is the eastern box turtle. Aw. State rock is a limestone. Oh, they have a tartan. I'm jealous. Tennessee has a state tartan to commemorate the important part played by persons of Scottish descent in the history of Tennessee. A tartan was designed with colors and symbolism relevant to the state. Natural white, representing the unity of the three grand divisions of the state of Tennessee. Dark green, representing the importance of agriculture of the state. Purple to represent the state flower, the iris. Red representing the sacrifices made by Tennessee soldiers and pioneers. Yeah. And dark blue, which represents the mountains of Tennessee. How cool is that? That's awesome. State tree, tulip poplar, and the eastern red cedar. The wild animal of Tennessee is the raccoon. The raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Interesting. Oh my goodness. And let's just say, if you come to Florida, unless you're in the Everglades, don't don't worry about alligators. <laughs> I'm always on to her about the alligators. She's got one that lives in her backyard. I have a, I, yeah, I live on a lake, a man-made lake, but it's, yeah. Alligators should run away from you if you start walking toward them. If, you, if they don't, then you walk the other direction and you call somebody to have that alligator removed. Because it's likely that it's too familiar with uh, humans and it needs to be removed from the area that it's in. I'm sorry, that thing looks too much like a dinosaur for me. <laughs> and I will stay away from it. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. That's all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today on Sister Sharpen's Sister. Join us next week when I talk about things to do in Florida. You can find us exclusively on Spotify and follow us over on Instagram at Sister Sharpen's Sister. We hope you guys have a fantastic week. I love it. <laughs>